0: Requires, cling to the, one
1: heart. the book of Jeremiah Jeremiah the prophet What a heart of compassion he had Look with me now in Jeremiah chapter 4 verses 14 through 19 Jeremiah chapter 4 verses 14 through 19 The Bible says O Jerusalem, wash thine heart from wickedness That thou mayest be saved. How long shall thy vain thoughts lodge within thee? For a voice declareth from Dan, and publisheth affliction from Mount Ephraim. Make ye mention to the nations, behold, published against Jerusalem, that watchers come from a far country, and give out their voice against the cities of Judah. As keepers of a field are they against her round about, because she hath been rebellious against me, saith the Lord. Thy way and thy doings have procured these things unto thee. This is thy wickedness, because it is bitter, because it reacheth unto thine heart. My bowels, my bowels, I am pained at my heart. My heart maketh a noise in me. I cannot hold my peace, because thou hast heard, O my soul, the sound of the trumpet, the alarm of war. There's a lot to be learned from Jeremiah. There's a great example that we can follow as Christians, as fathers, even as mothers, as parents, as pastors, as church members, that we can follow that Jeremiah laid such a great example of someone who has a heart for the Lord and a heart for For people that old testament jeremiah the prophet he so deeply loved his people that he he was pained at their wickedness and that's why he's known as the weeping prophet his love his fervent love at one point in his life he almost quit the ministry but he couldn't keep himself from proclaiming the word of god he didn't quit he may have wanted to he felt like it but he didn't. That may be you today. You may be at that point where I feel like quitting. I feel like I'm done. I'm over it. I can't take this no more. Don't look at that. You turn and look toward God because that's what Jeremiah did. He remained loyal to the Lord, faithfully preaching the message of God and His righteousness in spite of his circumstances and in spite of the persecution. He remained faithful to God and His Word, and the preaching of His Word, and seeing people turn their heart back to God or to God. Listen to me. Caring comes with a cost. That will affect every relationship in your life. I'm going to say it again. Caring comes with a cost. When you truly love something, someone, somebody, some people, some nation, some church, You don't mind paying some costs, whatever that is, because you care so much. And if you think of a good parent, it doesn't matter how bad the child hurts the parent. That parent loves that child. They're willing to pay the cost because I care. So caring comes with a cost. Jeremiah was more than willing to pay that cost. He was faithful. He was a faithful man of God. He bared the burden of caring for the people even if they didn't care for Him. And that example should inspire and it should instruct us that we, me and you, should be that type of a Christian. One, that's the type of Christian this world needs, this nation needs, your house needs, your family needs, your church needs this type of Christian. We need to be a people, a person who truly care about others in our heart and in our actions. Oh, how easy it is just to say, well, I don't care about that. Well, I just let that go. Well, I'm not gonna let that bother me. I'm just gonna move on. But it's gonna cost you something when you really care. Maybe it's money, maybe it's your emotions, maybe it's your 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 reputation, maybe it's something, I don't know, but it will cost you something. Are you willing to pay that cost for those that you care and those that you love for? Though That doesn't have to be your family. That could be the people down the street, that could be your neighbors, that could be a nation whatever it is that's on your heart. I believe God lays people on people's hearts because listen to me, God uses people to do His work. You know, at one point, David's life, he felt absolutely no one cared for what he was going through. He said that in Psalms chapter 12, verses number four, or Psalms 14. I looked on my right hand and behold, but there was no man that would know me Refuged failed me. No man cared for my soul. David had hit that low point where nobody cares about me. That's where he was at. Maybe there's been a time in your life when you felt that same way. But you remember how precious it was when somebody reached out to you when somebody showed they cared when somebody showed you some compassion when somebody showed they loved you and they reached out to you and they put their arm around you and said you know what you may have fell on your face you may have messed up but I love you and I want you here I want you to stay in church I want you to stay right with God I want you to stay right with your family how much that mean to you it means a lot to me and it means a lot to the people in the Bible. And it'll mean a lot to who you do that to and show that love to. Because listen to me, people who truly care can truly make the biggest difference. So now let's look into the life of Jeremiah. Let's get what we can from him. Let's act like him. Let's not be afraid or ashamed to care about others, despite what people think. Do you have a love for the lost? Of all the prophets of God, there's no doubt Jeremiah was one that loved probably the greatest or greater and had some of the greatest compassion for those people. That man, he he was known as the weeping prophet. He was very much affected by those that were living in sin, those that were backsliding. Why? Because he saw, he could see what that would do to them and to their family and to their future. And he cared about them. Just if you look at your child and you see him doing something that you know is hurting them, you care about them and you want them to stop doing that. And you're going to put some actions with your words to try to stop it. Why? Because you genuinely love them. So Jeremiah, unlike many, he didn't allow himself to become calloused. He cared enough to cry. And he cared enough to do something about that he cared enough to face them and to face the problems he cared enough even to face his own self to say i'm gonna put myself aside and i'll pick up what god wants me to do what paul say i must decrease but he must increase god must increase and listen to me god will get the glory out of it and sometimes god has to shave us down to a nub to where our pride's gone to where he can actually use us have you been in that situation if not you will be at one point in your life or another and what you do with that will totally determine what god does with you will you grow will you accept it Will you apply it, whatever it is, to your life that needs to be fixed and say, you know what, Lord, I do need to fix this, whatever it is, and and, and get that right. Hudson Taylor was one that saw a great need and a great burden for the people of China. He knew that most of the the missionaries were in a certain spot and they weren't really getting into the deep uh, parts of China. And so he formed a group. Despite all the elderly missionaries, the one who had been in it a long time, the one who had laid some ground roots, he had such a burden. He said, you know, I'm not going to go around them. I'm not going to do anything to hurt those missionaries, but I want to start something for the Lord. And he did. And it's still around to this day. And it many, many, many Chinese have gotten saved. This is one of the things... That he said. It is not that if one sheep out of a hundred be lost, we are to leave the ninety-nine and seek the one. That's what Jesus said, right? But Hudson Taylor said, But here the propositions are almost reversed. We stay at home with the one sheep and take no heed to the ninety and nine perishing. Oh man. That puts a burden on me. We take care of the one sheep, but the ninety-nine that are lost, I let them go. I'm not going to worry about them. Jesus said, "If I got ninety-nine, there's one lost. I'm caring for him. I'm loving him, and I'm going after him." Oh, may we live that way, not the opposite, like Hudson Taylor was explaining that a lot of people, a lot of Christians, do. And so, as he started this ministry, the China Inland mission you can look that up today the cim china inland mission he put out many missionaries pretty quick god funded his work and i believe it was him that said god's work done god's way will never lack god's supply amen to that may i echo that with our ministry and I pray that you are blessed by our ministry, by Crossbound Ministry. There's many things that I believe God's going to call us to do in the future. One may even be starting some type of camp here in Citrus County, uh, if God gives us the property and the, the buildings. We one may will do it. I believe there is a great need for a good Christian camp here in our county. So Jeremiah had an affected heart. Jeremiah four eighteen nineteen he said thy way and thy doings have procured these things unto thee this is thy wickedness because it is bitter because it reacheth unto the heart my bowels my bowels i am pained at my heart my heart maketh a noise in me i cannot hold my peace because thou hast heard O my soul the sound of a trumpet the alarm of war jeremiah said my heart is going off my heart is hurting My heart is yelling. It is screaming. It's going off like an alarm. He said, I can't hold my peace. I've got to let it go. I've got to open my mouth. I've got to say something. I've got to preach the Word of God so that I can see people come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, so that I can see them saved from the penalty of sin, so that I can bring them to the fold into God's house. Jeremiah said, my heart burns inside of me. Is your heart burning inside you today? God's word teaches us that our eyes affect our heart. Let me just say that again. God's word teaches us that your eyes affect your heart. Whatever you look at, it affects your heart. See, Jeremiah was looking at these people and he was weeping. He was saying, Oh man, they need they need the Lord. They need the Lord. They're backsliding, they're lost. They're living in sin. They're hurting themselves. They're going to hurt their family. They all oh, they need the Lord. Oh, my heart hurts and it aches. And it sounds out a trumpet that I've got to do something to help these people. He was looking at them with their eyes and it was an effect in his heart. And you can look at folks the same way. Those folks need to be saved. But also, if the devil have you looking at the wrong thing, it will affect your heart. It will affect your service for the lord it will uh, affect your marriage it will affect relationship it will affect your family even if they never know about it they'll know about it because of your actions because of your attitude because whatever your eyes see it definitely affects your heart and what we see and consider that affects how we feel he considered those people he considered their actions he considered what would happen to them. he considered the penalty for what they were doing and it affected him And it was also so with the Lord Jesus Christ as He looked upon those people and wept said, man, they need salvation. They need to be saved. Can you look at someone today and say, I love them. I care for them. I want them to get right. I want them to come to know Jesus. I want them to get their family right. Amen. May we have that burden like Jeremiah had when you see those people who need the Lord. So whatever you see, It affects your heart. Matthew 9, 36 tells us that. But when He, Christ, saw the multitudes, He was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. He saw it. He saw them. He saw the multitudes and it affected Him. They're scattered like sheep. They need a Savior. And it affected what Jesus said. Did Listen to me, it's going to affect what you do also. What you read, what you watch, what you listen to, who you talk to, how you talk about things, it all affects your heart. And that will in turn affect the burden that you have for people, for the lost. Even for your own family, for your own home, it will affect that burden. Remember what I said, caring comes with a cost, When you love your family, you'll pour your heart into them. And you don't care what it costs. I don't care what it costs me, Lord. I'm going to give it all I got. They can have all of me. Everything. Not just the money. The money means nothing to me. But the relationships with my family, with my wife, with my kids, that means everything to me. And so what I look at affects my family. What you look at affects your family. Let's guard what we see. Let's guard our heart. Matthew six twenty-two and 23 tells us, The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, the whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness. That light that goes in your eye, it affects your body, it lights up your heart. When you read the Word of God, it lights you up on the inside, in other words. And that affects your whole body. But he said, you look at evil. Oh, it'll darken it. It'll, it'll affect your whole body. So Jeremiah here, he, he said his heart was painted. And that he was literally hearing the cry of his own heart regarding those people, the Jewish people. When God speaks to our hearts, we need to respond. But listen to me. This is important. You also need to be ready and willing and even straining to hear God speak to you so that we can be sensitive to God and respond to what He tells us to do. Jeremiah felt actual pain because his heart, he says, My heart hurts. My heart hurts. That's how much I care for those people. That's how much I love those people. That's how much I want to invest And those people, my heart actually hurt. My heart was broken so badly. When was the last time my heart was broken so badly over someone in sin that I even shed a tear? When was the last time your heart was so broken that you shed a tear for someone that you wanted them to get right? And sometimes, if you've been saved a while, sometimes callousness builds up. And you know what a callous does? Any working man will understand this. That, that callous, you work with your hands enough, and, and that dead skin builds up. And, man, you you know, after a while, you get used to it. And after a while, you ain't even got to wear work gloves no more, man. Your hands are so tough, you could grab this whole, just about anything. I mean, they are just rigid tough. You can grab something hot, you can grab something sharp. You, I mean, your hands, they get so callous, they get tough. And you know why they get tough? It's because you can't feel. It's because there's so much dead skin piled up on top. That callus is not actually letting you get a good feel for what you are touching. And listen to me, Christian. That can happen to your heart. Circumstances, bad things happen. This happened. That's one more callus, and one more callus, and one more callus. And sometimes God will allow some things in our life To shave those calluses off. And you know what that's for? That's so that you can feel again. So that you can feel what you're touching. So that you can get rid of those calluses. So you know and you can feel it. And that you'll care. That's what Jeremiah didn't do. He didn't let the calluses build up in his life. May we be mindful of that as Christians. If we're going to follow the example of Jeremiah. Jeremiah. To do all we can to keep the calluses in our heart and in our soul and in our mind from building up. So that we may feel the burden for others. That they would get sin out of their life. That they would get right with God. That they would get saved. That they would be born again into the family of God. Amen. It affects your actions. Jeremiah 20, verse 9 tells you, Then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name. But his word was in my heart as a burning fire, shut up in my bones. And I was weary with forbearing, and I could not stay. Don't you love that verse? It's like fire, it's shut up in my bones. I can't stand it. I've got to preach the word of God. He had a burden. Because God spoke to the heart of Jeremiah. He had to respond. And it was God's word that inspired him and pushed him and forced him into action. Will you let God do that to you? Jeremiah was just overcome with the message of the word of God. He literally not could hold himself. He couldn't contain himself. Even though he had some discouragement in his life. He made a vow to God, I will preach your word. I'm staying in the ministry. Peter did that. And John. And they told the hostile authorities, For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. When they told them, Don't be preaching in Christ. They said, We have to. We have to speak those words. Paul told the Corinthians, Necessity is laid up upon me. Woe unto me if I preach not the gospel woe unto you christian if you don't proclaim the gospel we need to let god work in us and let god work through us amen let god's word and him and his permeate our hearts that it should flow out to others and affect those that are around us whether it be other christians other lost people, the world, people in the White House or people in the jailhouse, people at the Jiffy store or people in Dixie, it doesn't matter. May it affect those that you're around. Because listen to me, at the end of everyone's life, it's not going to matter how many houses you have. It's not going to matter how much you have in the bank. It's not going to matter how big your name is, how famous you are, how many followers you have, what your address is, what your bank account has in it. None of that's going to matter. Do you understand what if you come to the end of your life? You would give all of that for just more time, but you can't buy more time. A day is already set. The Bible says that death stalks every man. And I know before I got saved, what got me saved was I started thinking about hell. And I started worrying, you know what, I'm going to die. One day I'd been to a few funerals. I'd even seen some family members die. I just had one of my cousins die who's one year younger than me. Nobody's promised tomorrow. And when it comes to that moment, it's not going to matter about all the things you had. The only thing that's going to matter is do you Have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. What do I mean by that? Not that you've heard His name. Not that you know what Christmas stands for or Easter's about. I'm talking about you know that you're a sinner. That one day you're going to die. There's a penalty for first sin and then what Jesus did on that cross he died the sins of the world was laid on him but he didn't just die he was buried he was put in the tomb but three days later he arose from the grave and he had beat death hell and the grave that's why you can put your faith and trust in him will you repent of your sins and put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ amen
0: we pray you have been blessed by today's message If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352-247-9200. That's 352-247-9200. Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministries radio broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or a gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast